Hi, everyone. Uh, if you want to get lit with us, uh, uh, the next book we're going to read is The Wedding Party um, by Jasmine Gilroy. So if you want to grab that from your library or your local bookstore or someplace that you can listen to it, Audible, whatever, um, grab it. It'll yeah. be good in your eyes. <laughs> Join us for, for, for that episode. Uh, if you like any of what we've been doing but please by all means give us a like or subscribe all of those things on whatever platform you do because that shit actually helps so yeah end end of end of business end of business fuck i already messed it up wow you actually sound like you have a podcast voice i don't know if i should fight you or thank you i'm really happy i'm also drunk There's no better cure for food poisoning than drinking several bottles of wine. I thought you were going to say that a good burp. And I was uh, like, those are risky businesses. When, when you've got food poisoning? Yes, you've absolutely. You've got food poisoning. Uh, not ideal. Not ideal um, the night before recording yeah, food don't... poisoning. I will <laughs> say, though, like, what a fucking champion am I, though, to be uh, recording a lit lit after having battled Suspicious Ranch. Truly one of the heroes of this time. I battled Suspicious Ranch to, like... Was well, that a white core. funk band? It is, it is a white funk band. It is going to be my next white funk band. No, it's not. I can't be... Did I tell you that I am learning the bass? No, you did not tell me that. That's awesome. Well, that's exciting, and this is Lit Lit. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. We have a house band. Anyway, this is Lit Lit. This is a podcast where we... Why did I say that weird? This is a podcast where we read books sober and we talk about them drunk, um, about a bottle of wine in. Uh, my name is Danny Burford. And I'm Andrew Klima. And this week we are reading The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reed. Your, your your pop culture references are all over the place just like a minute and a half into this or whatever it's however long it's been ha- what you know Leroy Jenkins of course I do and you and, and you and you like went with like a Parks and Recs Ben Schwartz voice like right, right before that too in like the same in the, in the same intro you gotta get it when you gotta get it I'm so fucking stoked to do this episode not all that right. I'm not excited to do other episodes with you so- why? But, why? Why is this the one that you're like? Oh yes, this is this is really going to be fun or work for whatever reason. Well, one beyond the fact that I started half of this when I was supposed to be reading our book two weeks ago. Yeah, you <laughs> fucking idiot! By the way, <laughs> holy Jesus. Uh, and two, I'm just like super interested to have a conversation with you about this book. I just feel like this is going to be one that I honestly don't know where you stand oh, okay. with it. And yeah, I can see that actually. This is also one that we, not that we talk in like, a lot about the books we're reading beforehand anyway, but, like, this is one where we really haven't even, like, conversed yeah. about it at all, except for me telling you that I read it too soon. Yeah, yeah, we have, yeah, we, it's true. We, Which it, never terms... happens, by the way. <laughs> also, I should be getting praise for that as well, that well, I started this book early. Well, accidentally. <laughs> accidentally early, I would Whatever. say. Uh, Whatever. The, there's a saying that's, like, when, life's give, when life gives you oranges, no, when life gives you lemons. <laughs> 
This is going to be an interesting episode. All right. <laughs> when life gives you lemons, uh, you make... Uh, Get drunk and talk about them in the you podcast. You make margaritas. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't or... even use lemons for margaritas. Anyway, did you like it? I I liked this book and had some problems with it as well, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, I, I think we'll talk more about the specifics of the issues I had, but they weren't over, but they weren't overwhelming. I, like, I was, I was worried at first that this was going to be kind of like, um, like a Not wine sorry. mom book club type of book. Gotcha. That makes sense. Like, I just, yeah. just, just the way it was, uh, the way it was set up to be. And I, it retains some elements of that maybe, but like it, it, there, there was more to it. Um, and the stuff that, the stuff that, um, I'm going to bring up as like, you know, somewhat negatives or not as much to do with that as you might think too. So did, were, were you super on board with this from after you read it uh, partially the way through and then actually finished it up? Um, I actually have a similar vibe to you, but I ended up really liking it. I really enjoyed it. It did take me about a hundred pages though, until I think I got it. Cause I was sure. under the same assumption that it was going to be like a wine mom kind of book too, or like yeah. a book club, like, whatever which is fine like if that's if that is your niche then like that's your fucking niche and like get it and they have like a soft spot soft spot in my heart too there it is yeah um and because then, and then it's like how enjoyable is whatever they're trying to achieve and and, yeah. and i think that to be fair i think that the author does a really good job with this of this book making it not just an interesting like hollywood story but more than just that as well um mm-hmm. and I found myself actually the stuff that I was kind of like reticent at, at first and not being super into. I became more into as the as it went on. Like I, I was worried from the from the from the beginning. Like I don't know, thirty fifty pages or so that the author was fine. As, like as as a, as, a, like as a writer, as like a like a, a like structure and prose, and I was like, okay, this. This could be fun. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. And uh, I, I ended up being more impressed than I thought I would be, while also still having some issues that we'll we'll talk about. But like, if you had to sum up this book, like, what would you what would you say to someone that you were trying to convince to to read it, or just to, or even just to give it a look? Okay, so I think that once you get into the actual story of Evelyn Hugo, and I know mm-hmm. that we're going to talk about the structure of this as well, but the structure yeah. of it is that. There is a um, woman who works for a journal or a magazine who is coming over to interview Evelyn Hugo, and Evelyn Hugo wants her to write her biography instead, like do a whole book. And so it then like turns into um, her, turns into Monique, the journalist, writing this manuscript basically for um, Evelyn Hugo. And And Evelyn Hugo, just for anyone who hasn't read this before they're listening to this, is like this... Famous, 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 uh, yeah. like Hollywood, old, old Hollywood actress from like the forties and, and and onward. Yes, yeah. and so I think that once it gets past that whole storyline of Vivian and yeah. um, the journalist, and gets just into the Evelyn Hugo bit of it, not that I think that the journalist side distracted a ton. I think that it could have been finessed a little better in the beginning it was a little clunky in the beginning i I, I would agree i didn't mind it so much as we went through it though like as we were actually once it gets into yeah once it gets into the rhythm of it yeah i I would agree i I, it almost reminds me of like i wish that the first like 60 pages were edited a little bit harder like Mm -hmm. we're Mm -hmm. 
were just like a, the writing is so fucking good when it comes to like Evelyn Hugo's story, and I wish that that writing and that that um, feel was brought into the very beginning of the story. I agree. But once you get into Evelyn Hugo's story, I was just enamored. I was super fucking into sure. it, and um, I thought it did a it did like the kind of Hollywood cliffhanger things, which I kind of liked. Yeah. Um, and I think that it was done purposefully too. I don't think I think it was done for like what the vibe of the book was supposed to be. You think that was a stylistic choice, and that was how the author was writing. Yeah, yeah, and I think because because I thought that the writing in it was was good, like really good. I I think that there were definitely some parts of it where I was like, oh, come on, we can we can we can do this a little bit better. But sure. overall, I really enjoyed reading. I thought the pace was pretty okay and everything like that. And I think that the cliffhangers that happened at the end of chapters mm-hmm. were purposefully put there because of Evelyn Hugo being so overly dramatic and it's still yeah. being about her and everything like that. So I enjoyed it. I really did. I, I, like, I, I, I did too. I think we're, I think we're going to differ slightly on a couple of things and I'll be curious to see how they come out as, as we talk about them. But I, I also, I also thought it was a little bit, uh, rough getting going. And mm-hmm. I thought that the, well, I'll have a question for you later on about if you think that this whole B plot of um, the reporter Monique and talking to the elderly Evelyn Hugo was worth it, or you think maybe it should have been either just the story of this actress's life the whole way through, or if that mm. could have been tweaked somehow. So think on that for for a bit, and we'll get to it later on. But um, okay. I guess for anyone who uh, has read this a while ago, or just you know is is going in blind and, and wants to know about it, this is a an elderly actress who is going to a unknown reporter asking to bring her in for a story. And the story is originally mm-hmm. supposed to be about a charity auction or something like that. And then it's supposed to be a charity auction of her dresses. Yes, that's what it is. And then she um and then she she when this reporter actually gets there, she says, "Actually, I've handpicked you to write my biography." And this is like the equivalent of like the best because it's a seven husband things. It's like the best like to uh, equate to like Elizabeth Taylor or someone like yeah. that. Um, and, but like with with a lot more unseen behind the, behind mm-hmm. the uh, the stories that you you've already heard, and so you're like, oh okay, this is going to be this story, this woman's life. And as it gets into the story, there are it goes through, of course, her seven husbands and like the court, the, the the peaks and valleys of her career and whatnot. But there's actually a lot more to it that I was a little bit surprised by, um, and yeah. I think that that's as good a place to as any to start. Um, so let's talk about the husbands. All right. So so and because the husbands will also just talk about the chronology of her life as well. So let's get into yeah. that. Like the the first husband in question is uh, Ernie Diaz. Which is uh, this guy that she marries to escape uh, Hell's Kitchen, right in New York City? Hell's Kitchen, yeah. Yeah. So she, and she, also to get into the Hollywood scene, or to yes. get into like the movie scene. Yes. So she is. Um, she 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 grows up poor in Hell's Kitchen with her father and mother originally, but then her mother mm-hmm. dies um, at a young age, and she's with her her father, who she is worried is going to be abusive, perhaps sexually abusive, as she mm-hmm. as she ages as well. And she's like looking to try to get out. And her mother's dream was to become like you know Hollywood famous and whatnot, or at least like showbiz famous. And so 
She, I mean, let's be honest. She uses Ernie Diaz to, to get out there. I'm not saying this is, a, you know, a bad also, trade or anything, but like that's... I also do love how blunt she is. Though, like Evelyn Hugo is very blunt about it's like, the best part of her character. Yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, I fucking use people. Everyone uses people, and the biggest downfall is not understanding that you're using people. Like everyone oh, is yeah. using everyone. So either be open and honest about it. Or, like, you can be an asshole about it. I mean, and, and I, like, fundamentally disagree with this. <laughs> but but I think that I, but I think that in the world that she's talking about... Oh, um, yeah. And in, 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 the, in, the, in the story of her life, to be clear, um, that is absolutely true. I just love that about her. Oh, no. I, the, and the, she what, was yeah. fucking... Like, how open she was, especially when Monique came to, like, start the whole, like, process of interviewing her. And she was yeah. like, I want to be very blunt with you. I am not a good person. Like, yeah, yeah. I need to make sure that you know that, that I am not a good person, that you should not like me. Like, I'm not telling you this in order to spin me in some other way. Like, yeah. the, I I use people because I know how to use people, and I'm good at using people, and, like, that's how you get ahead. But I also know how people are using me and can, like, give them things yeah. that they're using me for. And it's, like, this toxic strange back and forth that, for me, super reminded me of, like, home like growing up in that no honestly like <laughs> yeah no I, I i just hadn't expected that but go ahead yeah. yeah growing up in that atmosphere of where people were like trying to make it and yeah. that that was a big push for people like that our theater department was huge like people wanted to break into that scene yeah and it was a what can you do for me kind of a thing like oh who's like who are your parents? Like, what like what kind of parties are your parents having? Or like, oh, you, they know these people. Like, well, I want to like I want to be friends with you, kind of a thing. For anyone in the audience who doesn't know, Danny is a big Hollywood uh, player um, a... she, because she grew up in L.A. So yes, watch out. I was on the news one time. <laughs> I was on the news twice at the oh, yeah. L.A. Zoo. At the L.A. Zoo, I don't know why. I was interviewed with my dad for some reason. I was, like, five. Yeah. And then I did go, actually, for an audition for the Gerber Baby commercials <laughs> to be, like, the new Gerber Baby thing. Um, some, some I, got, I mean, I was a fucking baby. I don't remember. But some, some like, agent had handed uh, my mom a card, and they were doing, like, casting and stuff. And um, she brought me, and it was, like, a legit casting. Yeah. Like, a legit, they, like, put you in front of fucking diapers or whatever, put food. I don't How know. How does that conversation even start? Like, it's like a, a guy, like, sidles up to you in, like, a nice suit and sunglasses, like, hey, like, that's pretty, look, that's look pretty baby. cute baby right there. <laughs> yeah, I think it was because I was an infant that had a full head of hair. Oh, there you go. Yeah, all right. And I looked like I had, I had like, full jet black it looked like I had been electrocuted hair. Oh, you could have been a Zoolander. Yeah, I gotcha. Basically, and I had, like, bright blue eyes, um... They dulled out. So did my hair. <laughs> Aged great. <laughs> Age and trauma washed me out. But for a while, yeah. I was I, I was for booted. a while I was at the top. Uh, but anyway, so Ernie Diaz. Uh, so he she, he's basically he was moving out to Hollywood to work on some set or something like that, and he, and he was Evelyn's ticket to get away from her father and, and yeah. get to Hollywood, and eventually would just like put herself in a in a in in a place that at which mm-hmm. her natural ambition could at work for yeah. her once she had this once she was like structurally where she should be there was one point though that i really appreciated and then we can move we can move sure, on no, this. um when evelyn when monique had asked evelyn hugo about this and like who was your one true love yeah 
Or like, who did you like? Yeah, who did you love the most? Whatever. That and was like her like, big question that she had early on. Like, this is what the piece is going to be about. Out of all the seven husbands, who was it? Yeah, who is? And she was like, I loved like. And she at first said Ernie Diaz. She at first was like, like Ernie Diaz was my one love. And then she was like, No, I'm not used. Like, I'm not used to telling the truth. She's like, Hold on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. stop for the day. I like. I'm not used to having to be like brutally honest and like telling in in a way that is. Um, heartbreaking and in a way that is not um, when you're trying to get something from someone else. Like she was just laying it all on the line. I thought, I thought that was, um, I thought that may have been part of a like kind of um, a test of Monique as well. It's like, what was the first question that you would ask? And it was, yeah. the, uh, and it was, it was immediately the true love question. She's like, mm, okay, fine. Like, and, and, kind of, and kind of quickly moved on from that. You're in your right that she does. Like, yeah, I've spent a long time learning how to spin the truth. It's hard to undo that wet wiring. I've gotten too yeah. good at it. I think like, like that, that whole section. Yeah. It's very, it's very fair. Yeah, and I like that section because then she comes back the next day, and then it's like that starts the story. Like, and then it really starts it, and it does such a good job. But Ernie Diaz doesn't really have that much of a a stake in this story, other than just like kind of getting her started. And I think that he is both like the figurative and literal vehicle. But he loved her. her. He loved her. I think he. I, I think actually he, think he I think did. he loved that he had her, if that makes sense. I think that he loved that, like, a, a, du- a dude like him had, like, uh, ha- was uh, married to, um, you know, a clearly attractive uh, woman who was lying about her age the entire time as well, yeah. by the way. I know, that was really fucked up. Um, I'm, not, I'm not saying he was a bad dude, I'm merely saying, like, I don't think he knew her well enough to be like, oh, wow, I, like, legit love you. I don't think that it, I mean, except for... One of the husbands, I don't think that any of them knew her well enough in order to love her like that. I think that's fair as well. But I do think that he did, I think he cared for her more than other husbands did. He wasn't trying to use her no. while, she, while she was trying to use him, which makes him at least somewhat of a, if not if not tragic, at least kind of like, oh, buddy type of, you know, type of character. She uh, could have never gotten to where she was if she stayed with him. No, God, no. No, no uh, they, not. That, that that wasn't to where she wanted to get to. Could she still have been successful? Could she still have been famous? Probably, but could she have been yeah. Evelyn Hugo? No, absolutely no, not. no. I so think, then and then still, well, that's well, why she went over to Don. So there we are. So the second husband is Don Adler, and Don Adler is basically like the the hottest thing going at the time. Uh, but 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 someone who could uh, uh, he was he was described as someone who could like kind of act but not like you know fantastic chops at the time right like he was he, he was he was like a heartthrob type of type of guy he reminds me of um almost like and this isn't who like i would think would play him but just uh-huh. like actor wise now uh-huh. i don't think that this person like represents like who they would look like or anything like that but like a uh, um oh fuck i don't think that actually lands i was gonna say like an andrew garfield Oh really? I th- I see. I had not a, I, that's not that look not looks wise, oh, okay. but just a, an actor that you are kind of like you've seen in a couple of movies and you're like, meh. Like I don't really know if you have he's, it, he's, but could be in a good movie. Yeah, but you're just not sure. He just struck me as I guess more like heartthrobby. Like I mean, like R R I P Paul Walker, but like someone like that of like Skulls era oh, Paul Walker or something like that okay. would would have been, been my my first like thought. I mean, they're like. So like, 
Did you I know ha- that Paul Walker was my friend's uncle? I don't Growing think up? I did. Yeah. How was that? It's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting ride. It's a beautiful family. Oh, go fucking, figure. <laughs> fucking gorgeous family. Anyway. Um, uh, so, yeah, like, I, I I guess, like, yeah, in my mind, I was kind of like, okay, like, heartthrobby guy that, like, is 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 moving pictures but isn't, like, you know, a, a great, that's great a better actor call. or something that like that. That is a better call. But, like, would want to do serious roles. Yeah, like he w- and, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about it. But 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 but, uh, but but Don does eventually become much more of an actor o- over over time. Um, but like he's yeah, at, at, at least dirt bag. At, yeah, well, so that's so this so this is where I thought we were getting into like a a real Elizabeth Taylor like retelling because uh, Don is abusive yeah. uh, and a piece of shit. Uh, yeah. you know, che- you know, cheats on her and is. is Cheating on her is how the marriage ends, but like, but but hitting her is. But how... he cheated on her the entire time, realistically too. Like she had just found out that. That's one time. Well, that, it that yeah. That's yeah, it. It was a tilting point. It wasn't like it wasn't her being like, oh my gosh, that's what you've been doing. It was more like, uh, well, now this is this is not just um, known to me, but it is publicly known because people were talking about it at the same time, and, reading... she, and that was too, that wasn't good for her as a like image and yeah. star quality and everything as well. Reading about the first time that he hit her in yeah. his like va- like makeup yeah. fucking thing, uh, and then she was like, "Go get my makeup artist in twenty minutes. Go be there, like mm-hmm. whatever." And then her makeup artist coming in and seeing that she was fucking red in the face. Yeah. And like she couldn't stop. And when she said the most humiliating part about being slapped in the face is that you cry no matter what. Yeah. yeah. I was like, "Ooh, my like as being someone who's never been slapped in the face." <laughs> <laughs> I have been accidentally hit in the nose before and that fucking hurts. Which is, which is yeah, which is not fun at all. But like being purposefully slapped in the face and then her one her first thing to say was the worst part is that you can't stop yourself from crying, so you yeah. can't even act like it didn't like affect you. Yeah, you just have to stick out your chin, basically, and, and be like, there. There are some, there are some like little details in that section on like spousal abuse that are mm-hmm. um, that are very. I, I wonder. I do not have a ton of experience with, with, with this in, in terms of like reading anything about it. I definitely have not been doing this, but I also I, I don't know how these details like work truthfully. But they were mm-hmm. but there were some like very small like but poignant things about like the, the the way in which it becomes normal or the way in which you start to kind of uh, just build it into your schedule as opposed to yeah. it being a thing that you freak out about. Um, I mean, and, I've I've had a significant other be like verbally abusive to mm. me yeah. and that was like turned into an expected thing of like when I would go out and then I would come back and like yeah. being berated and I would yeah. be like I would work that into like mm-hmm. my mental preparedness to yes. come home and like your and, scheduling like, even yeah yeah and to like be like aware that that might be happening or like just expect that so like I'm sure that there is some sort of place where you have to put that away like there there's a different compartment that yeah. then creates itself yeah, you are, in your brain you are, it is something you compartmentalize and oh, it, seems, yeah. it seems to be something that you normalize as well at least the way that that the author you know taylor jenkins reed is telling it um, yeah i thought and, of that she did a really good job with that portion of it and then yeah. also and we talked about this in like in the dream house like the last mm. book we read yeah where 
when people ask you, why didn't you get out? Or like, why didn't you say anything? And you're surrounded by people who know, but aren't doing anything about it. And then you have these conversations of like, if like, I would do like when she has this conversation with Harry, like, I'll do anything for you. Like, let's get out. Like, let's go out right now. And she's like, no, I can't. And it's this, it's almost like a fucking cult. Like you get put in this position and you can't, fathom ripping yourself out for like fear or guilt or shame or yeah. something and, and at this point we should we should introduce uh harry cameron into it uh who will come up yeah. throughout this this conversation because he is a producer uh at, i think they call it like sunset studios or something yeah. um early on where he is they basically they start off as like kind of business allies more or less like they like they're like they're friend they're friends and they and they're the reason friends why who they, don't tell all the truth and i fucking love yeah. that and, but, but and, that, and that's kind of what they are in that like they're like they're not actively out to screw each other it's almost like you kind of have like an alliance in like a game yeah. that like you that you th- you think and, and, and the story goes differently but you think it's a kind of like a game where like everyone's eventually going to turn on each other but like you know for now at least like we're we're simpatico our goals align we're cool uh, but they they end up becoming better friends over time, and and one of the, one of the ways in which Harry reveals himself to be a better friend is when mm-hmm. he said when, when he when he realizes that uh, that Don is hitting uh, um, Evelyn, and he's like, I'll, I'll kill him, and, yeah. and, and she's just like, No, you won't. Like he's your yeah. cash cow. Like that's that's, that, that's not that, that's not going to happen for either of us. Uh, yeah. But and then also the studio bigwig who decided that Don... Well, Don Adler also came from fucking money. Like, he came from, like, fuck you money and, like, fuck you parents. And Yeah, he's he's royalty in this regard. Yes, like, super royalty. Super powerful already, regardless of his movie star status and everything. And then wanted to, like... And this was something that I thought was interesting, was that Evelyn was like, I really thought that my marriage with Don was going to last. Like, I thought that... Yeah, that was the... She had said, like, I had only married a few people for love. Yeah. But, like, Dawn was one of them. And, like... Well, how it started, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then it ended. <laughs> it ended pretty aggressively uh, because of his aggressiveness and also the fact that it was... It kind of as we just it was getting found it was getting found out to uh, you know to a degree uh, because like where where it all kind of find, comes crashing down is that they're is that they're at this party and she's having a conversation with a friend we'll get to in a second um, and then someone else tells her that like Don's upstairs getting a blowjob just from you know some chorus yeah. line girl or something like that from one of the other studios which um, is a very and, difficult job by the way I mean not the blowjob part <laughs> I'm a chorus line part. <laughs> I mean, well, those are difficult too. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, whatever's difficult to you. Hi, mom. Uh, So, (laughs) (laughs) no, (laughs) my parents listen to this too. Well, there you go. Uh, But at this point, they like this is this is like what gets her out 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 of uh, of the marriage. But it kind of starts because along the way, she is first the rival of this actress named uh, Celia St. James. And then she kind of takes her under her wing to a degree. Like she, yeah. because Celia tries to, Celia also comes for money like Don, but she, but she does not come from a supportive family. The family kind of thinks what she's doing is like peasant yeah. work because they're, they're already like old She comes old money. from old money yeah. that is not like, don't know you're just going to become like a very nice wife. You're not going to become yes. an actress. So, so her doing this is, is not something that has the, that she has like the full backing and power of her family like she does Don. Now she could always go back home and fall into that life, but obviously that's undesirable for plenty of reasons. Um, and, but she tries to kind of like 
use Evelyn to like raise her what what do you call it? Q yeah, rating and milkshake. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yummy, yummy, and, yummy. And, and Evelyn like specifically takes her to an out of the way place instead to say, if you want to be my friend, then then, then like then then this is then then this is what we're I doing instead. I love that scene. That was a power move, and it, but but it was a meaningful one because Evelyn does open herself up a little bit to yeah. the, to this person, or at least tries to scene, be friends. That was the scene where Evelyn was like. I know how to fucking manipulate people. Mm. Like I know what I'm doing and you know what you're doing. Don't act, stop acting yeah. like you know what you're, you don't know what you're doing. And then I loved how later on in the book, Harry brings up the fact that she was like, her name is like Celia St. Cla- St. James. Like yeah. she named herself Saint for a reason. <laughs> you know, yeah. it wasn't because she was trying, she was trying to keep that good girl energy Yeah, because she's supposed to be like, the, because like, because uh, Evelyn Hugo is like the bombshell. Like the, uh, I would like, uh, she's, the she's Elizabeth Taylor with a little bit of like Marilyn Monroe kind of to her in that regard. And, and, yes. and um, Celia St. James is more like of your girl next door type of personality. Yeah. And, 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 and like features apparently from the description and everything. Although it's supposed to be like still very beautiful, just in a different way. Um, so they become like friends as this, uh, as they kind of, you know, they're going to be in little women together. Um, and, and at first, like one one of the other women is conspiring with Evelyn to like kick this woman out because they also really know that Celia can legit act Act. and that they are mostly like attractive and good enough on screen to get through, but are not like fantastic actors. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they're, their first is, she first comes in as a threat and then becomes like a friend of Evelyn's. And at the yeah. same party where she finds out that Don is cheating on her, well, cheating, when she finds out he's cheating on her like at that same time. He's been cheating on pla- her for a while. Yeah, but, like, but, but, she, but she, she realizes it's happening, A, as they're talking, and B, in a place where everyone else knows what's going on too. Yeah. Um, she's having a confrontation with Celia um, about the fact that... Uh, Celia is a lesbian because that has been rumored through uh, through uh, Ruby. I think is the girl that tells her yep. this outright that it's been a rumor, um, and then so then it becomes a question of like, well, what is going on with with me and you then? You know and what I just had a realization of. What's up? Was that Ruby married Dawn after? Yes. So Ruby definitely told Dawn that Celia was a lesbian. There's no way. That she didn't. I think it's possible she did. I mean, this is now like fan theory. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I think have it, a, yeah. I have a, I have a feeling that like she had to have been like, oh, we're like your ex, like your ex wife is hanging out a lot with, yeah. you know, with Celia. I, I have, I, I don't know. I just feel like Don didn't say. Not that it fucking excuses anything that he did. Oh no, no, no. But like. I just have a feeling that Don knew and didn't say anything. Well, let's put it let's put it this way though. I think that Ruby and and I mean maybe to maybe to a lesser extent Celia, but all of them have such are, are so very very image and power conscious and like uh, conscious and like what what can I get out of whatever I'm going to give away or and, and, and reveal? Um, and I don't know that it necessarily would have ever, ever been in Ruby's interest to say that unless she had a unless she was playing Don for something or unless she was manipulating him into doing into feeling a certain way about something else mm-hmm. um maybe even to distract him from the fact that he was wanted to hit her i mean that's entirely possible yeah um but i don't think it's automatic because this wasn't some like loving relationship where the, where, where she then just would like reveal everything she knows about like you know the past that that, that don no. had and, and and evelyn had and whatnot too i'd be interested in the story about don I think he becomes uh, 
not a forgivable character, as Evelyn no. does not forgive him uh, or absolve him or anything like that. But he becomes a more interesting uh, person because he does come back in the, later in the story. I don't want to. I don't want to dwell too long because I know we got we got a lot to get through uh, through with this. But like this is basically the moment that sets up the twist of this story, which is more or less that um, the answer to Monique, Monique's question of like who is your one true love is Celia Saint James. Yeah. And that is the and that is when this did you expect takes that? Turn. No, actually, I, so I, I had I had in my in my notes in my like because I take, take notes on my phone as I as I read. Um, and the one I had in there was I thought that she was going to like heel turn completely. Like she was actually better at manipulation than Evelyn thought. Like mm. she was just kind of playing innocent, but and then like caught innocent as well, and then was going to really fuck her over later on. Yeah. And instead, she fucked her over. Um, but, but yeah. that was, yeah. Um, but they, um, I, I did not, I, I did not see it going that direction. I, I, I did I, not expect this to yeah. turn into a queer romance. No. I, like, no. did not expect that at all. And I fucking loved it. Like, when yeah. it, like, yeah. when it started leaning that way, I was like, oh, I thought the same thing as you. I was like, oh man, is this like, she's going to use this to get into the tabloids? Like, is she, like, this is going to be the moment or whatever? And, like, this is going to be what the story is and, like, you know, burning bridges or whatever. Yeah. And then it just turns into, like, a queer love story. Yeah. A, a tumultuous one. Like, it's oh, not God, a... Oh, yes, yeah. It's, it's, not but... fair, it's, it's not fairy book. It's not standard. It's not stock. It's actually very well realized. Um, I mean, at least, <sighs> again, from, from, from my personal point of view, I don't, I don't, I don't know all of these things, but... Um... It so was, that she she divorces Don. Yeah, we it, have it, to get to the other five yeah, husbands. Well, well, let's just knock two out real quick. So, Mi, so, <laughs> so, so Mick Riva and Rex North are essentially there to Mick. keep her secret love affair with Celia she, out of the press yes. or away away She's from bise- her. So Evelyn is bisexual. Yes. yes. Um, and Celia is a lesbian, and she is using these next two husbands, Mick and Rex, to. Um, negate it's image, it's any, image control. Yes, it's, just it, negate any sort of negativity, negative images that are coming out into the press about her and Cecilia, Cecilia yeah. and other. Because this is a like this is a very very legitimate concern at the time in terms of it being absolutely yes. career ruining um, for for both and life ruining too like well, being, I'm, I'm, being I'm, put in hospitals and so I'm yeah yeah as I discussed I'm going to get to that a little bit later when we get to when we when we get back to some of our other characters but like um these yeah so so Mick is just is a is, is like an Elvis type singer or something like that 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 she has like a she has a quick a, a quickie marriage and annulment too but she sleeps with him in order to make this whole thing happen. Which she thought Celia understood was part of how this has to work, um, mm. but did not, and that is the first kind of breakup that they yeah. that, that they have. Can I tell you who I pictured yeah. as um, Mick Riva, just oh, randomly, sure. the lead singer of Coldplay? Fuck out of here! Are you fucking serious? I don't know why. Chris Martin and then has I anti-sexuality. John Mayer. Are you kidding? And then me? I pictured John Mayer. Also, negative sexuality. What are we? What are we? What are we doing I, that's here? That's who I pictured. That's Jesus. He he struck he struck me so much more as like a like I don't know like an actual rock star and not and not they're rock weird. stars. No, they they are, but, but, but they're but they're not like a swaggering kind of like own the world rock star. Like like John Mayer tries to be, but he's not. He, he's best when like he's, just, Adam he's best when he's just like kind of funny. Ugh. I mean, oh man, we're, we're we're really out of rock stars these days. Aren't well, we? I know that, but who would it be then? Modern day. Yeah. 
Who's a what, big soupy? enough? Who's a big enough cross? <laughs> no, no, we're, we're we're not going emo indie for this kind of, for, for this kind of stuff. I mean, I thought I thought like, if you said something like like Jack White, then I would at least understand it because he has this kind of enigmatic quality because he is like you know talented and like behind uh... everything he does. But like I I you know no that doesn't like sit perfect either for me. I, I really thought Elvis was the only thing. That's not bad. Yeah. I, I could see some. I could see something moral on those lines, at least. Yeah. Like, okay. like anyway. I, I, anyways. All right. So that. So that's that. And then Rex North is the marriage to kind of like um, to. They, this is a business proposal on both on both their sides. Yes. Uh, which I actually very much liked because uh, like, like Rex is Rex doesn't feature into the story um, that much, both when he's in it and, and any kind of repercussions later on. But I find him interesting because he he's very much like he wants Question. to sleep. Oh, yeah, go on. Do you always say repercussions, not repercussions? Ah, uh, yeah, I say repercussions. Interesting. I always say repercussions. I don't. I don't know if one is true or if it's a matter of dialogue or when one is like you know the. I just have never. It, but I haven't heard us have a different dialect except for how do you say? Um, there's a certain type of nut that you put into a pie for Thanksgiving. Pecan. Okay. This is pecan. Yeah, I say pecan. Okay, I, I, you know, I might, I might slip on that one depending on like where I'm seeing it in context, to be honest, or when I've heard it more, more recently. But I say, I say pecan, but if I say, I think I say peak, I think I say pecan pie. What, do, what do you? <laughs> so this, this one's contextually <laughs> different. All right, one last one before we get back to it. What do you? What do you say? What do you call the sister of your mother? Your aunt. Aunt. Yeah. All right. You the, say the, aunt. The, the, there's one of them. Yeah. I say aunt. Yeah. Right. I've always said aunt, but I've never called anyone aunt. I feel like aunt is like one of those vase type words. Where, where what, you, were, what, what do you call that? I mean, I call it a vase because I'm used to calling it a vase. But yeah, it's a vase. Oh, I call it a vase. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I think those are, I think those are like high and low pronunciations that mean nothing other than you know. In do my you case, feel better about yourself though when you say vase? Uh, like, what yeah. kind of vases do you have? <laughs> I don't. We have some <laughs> vases that we put flowers in. I, it's it's more it's less that and more when I hear someone say vase, I'm like ugh, commoner. And what? just kind of move on, <laughs> and move on from there. Um, what I liked about Rex is that it was it was it was very much a business relationship, and he also never turned shitty in any way. Too, he tries to like actually sleep with her once, but takes no for an answer and walks away, and like never, yes. and, and it's it's never a problem. Like they both kind of like respect they both respect each other, and they're both trying to be legitimately good actors as well. Because yeah. because he's the one where I thought would be more of like a. I don't know, more like Paul Newman-y maybe or something like that. Oh. Where, 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 because he's, he's a handsome motherfucker and he's like sleeping all around all over like wherever he wants to. But he but he's been kind of typecast on it and so he and, and like but he's a legit actor and wants to yeah. really like start to focus on roles and whatnot. Okay. Question: Paul Newman does have a brand of jellies, right? He has a salsa <laughs> brand and everything like that too. Paul I mean, Newman's he, own. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a bunch. That's a bunch. Yeah, he yeah, he became more of like an organic, um, like I don't, not himself a farmer, but something he invested in like later in life. I'm pretty sure that Paul Newman has a brand of jellies. Oh, I'm sure. I'm actually not surprised. <laughs> I would not be surprised at all if he does. Like I, I I'm thinking of his sauces most most particularly, but I, I'm sure it's a more of a widespread empire. I mean, he has since passed, but still. I like, think have that. You, have you ever seen Paul Newman movies? By the way, I saw a documentary. You should honestly like. You should watch like Cool Hand Luke and like The Sting has him and Redford in it. And, like Paul Newman's like middle aged in that. Redford's like you know thirty thirty five or so. When did that but, come like, out? Um, uh, cool Hand Luke is like sixties. I want to say Sting is okay. probably seventies. Um, okay, I think I've seen Sting. 
this, this, this thing but is a really like good, a is a really good like con and grifting movie um, a, a, that I really enjoy, and also the Hustlers of Paul Newman movie where he's like, where he's like this um, like fatal flaw, tragic character pool player, uh, Fast Eddie Felsen, um, mm. and he it's who he, it's the, the character he plays in the movie with Tom Cruise, The Color of Money, where Tom mm. Cruise is like an up and coming pool player, uh, but but him and but him and uh, like honestly Paul Newman is a handsome motherfucker, and him and Cool Hand Luke and like the Hustler, like young that. Paul Newman, those are really good movies, and he is really fucking good in. And for whatever reason, like I, I don't think he was ever like pure pretty boy like in terms of image but like that's who i kind of pictured for for rex north but anyways the idea the idea of those marriages were more or less god you know who i pictured for uh don adler is a young clint eastwood okay okay i could actually see that one yeah uh because... i just thought of that right now right now <laughs> he becomes more of a yeah i guess like early oh on... he is handsome paul newman yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Paul Newman's like, Paul Newman is is like a legitimately a very very handsome man. Him and like young young Brando are both are, are, are both like super like handsome old Hollywood. Young fans. Brando. Ma- uh, There's one picture of Paul Newman in like a side profile on a boat that I'm digging. Right <laughs> all right, all right. If I can, Paul, if I can, if I can who am I looking up Paul now? Newman being hot, but what? Who am I looking at right now? Brand new. Oh, I, no. No, I was I was saying Marlon Brando is also a very like I was a very uh, handsome uh, young dude. I, I thought I thought about him for like Don Adler comparisons, but like Brando was always an actor, like straight he up. He has a fuckboy was... smile. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he absolutely does. <laughs> that's why, that's why I kind of thought about him for Don for Don Adler. He has a f- like I've seen. I'm this picture right here, which I don't know if you can see. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, that <laughs> is that is a fucking baseball player who is on like the thirty-year-old couch that they got from the side of the road as they were moving into their baseball house. Some five-cap douchebag. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, to- I'm totally with you on that one. Hundred <laughs> percent. Anyway, he is handsome though. I, yeah. I uh, in college probably wouldn't have said no. Uh, <laughs> But, so, uh, so we move through Mick and Rex, and yeah. then we get to Harry. Because Harry is the perfect situation for uh, Celia and Evelyn, because Harry is secretly gay. And Harry is, uh, and so during this time... And Evelyn and um, Celia have been mingling. They've been together. But, no, but, 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 but then but then they have a break break because when because she's married to John Braverman um who's yes. like a who's a who's a quarterback for the the, the Giants I believe and um not a and, real one. Well he's well yeah. Well well <laughs> well Evelyn is married to to Rex North and when when she when Evelyn finds out that John through Evelyn finds out through Harry that John is gay because John and Harry are actually seeing each other. Yes. And that's when she realizes that um Celia, uh, Celia's marriage is fake, or at least is, or, or at least, or at least for the public, the public consumption yes. part of it is is fake. And they loved each other; they were partners, but they weren't yes, lovers. Exactly. This is this is what I mean. So, so that so she actually realized, like, oh, I have a shot with Celia still, and this is like the kind of found family section of this whole story that's so yes. pleasant and like and, and really and really like nice and inventive as a way as a way of telling the this kind of story too, because then it's. Um, uh, Harry and Evelyn married, and always hanging out with John and Celia. Yeah. When in fact they are both they're like all beards for each other, and yeah. they're they're masking the but true relationships that are going on underneath. But they're all friends too. Yes, but it's also devastating because like they yes. can't be together, and yes. then you have like the Stonewall riots are also yes. happening at the same time, and there's like this big revelation between all of them. And this is something that I I mean, 
that I thought was portrayed really well was when Stonewall was happening and Celio was like, we need to go down there right now. We need to go. We need to show ourselves. And then it was, um, it was, uh, was it Harry who said this or all of, all, all of them knew it was a bad idea besides her. All of them were like, no, if we go down there, it's going to be about us and it's not going to be about the cause. Like that's not what we can do. And and it also may, may have ended all of them and kept them out of being able to help in the future as well. Exactly. And like, then they, I thought that that, the, that time during the novel where they were all Mm. four kind of like with each other and all of that was really eloquently put out and put forward and such an interesting storyline too. And then when you got to the part where John died, who was married to Celia and, um, Harry was fucking heartbroken, ruined, ruined. ruined. And Harry and Evelyn had a child together too. Yep. Connor. And also love that fucking name. For 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 a daughter too, which I was not yeah. ready for. I, I thought I wasn't ready for it exactly so much as it, like I've I've heard plenty of um of like uh, multi gender names. I don't think I've ever heard Connor that way, or at least not in a way that stuck. And so I kept being like, I, "What the fuck was it, Thor's name?" I yeah, like, really I liked. Not, that. I like Connie or something like that. No, no, okay. Yeah. So I mean, she does call her Connie later on in the book. Oh, does she? Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Um. But that when John died and then Harry was fucking devastated and then there was just this, like, suction of um, breaking, like, things breaking apart for everyone. Yeah, the, the, ba- it, the, the balance was gone at that point. Yeah. Because, because until, until that point, like, this, this, this part of the novel is probably the most, like, satisfying in that, like, you see them being all happy, happy together and also, like, kind of melancholy because, like, you have to do all of this trickery and bullshit just to be happy in this situation, yeah. in this situation, which is a, a, a very common like undercurrent to this whole story as well. Like how, how much of this public image stuff has to be done for these people to even live anything like a satisfying life. And this is also when Celia and Evelyn break up for yes. like long, long time because because long she, time because she's doing a movie um, with uh, her uh, director uh, Max Gerard who has been like a long time collaborator a uh, collaborator mm-hmm. with her. He's the one that that filmed her like almost topless in that movie that got, that brought her I all the way back. I also loved that yeah. she brought that into it. She was like, yeah. you know, what's gonna make people go even crazier yeah. is if they don't see my tits. If they don't he get was the like, payoff. Yeah, and he was like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> like mind oh blown. My yeah. yeah. And so it was like Hot Girls Wanted, like, <laughs> white t-shirt contest all over again. And, and and works it masterfully to make her a big success then. And then makes her, but then, like, like respects her as an actress and really, like, brings out the best of her in roles going forward and everything like yeah. that. And and he's filming a movie where Don Adler, a former wife-beating Don, or Don Adler, is the, is the co-star. And she has, like, a sit-down with him where he basically is just like, ah. I I'm so sorry. I was an absolute absolute piece of shit, and, and not in the kind of way, or at least you know, as far as she can tell, because it's her narrative point. Yeah. Uh, not in a way that is like self-serving or to make sure he stays on this project and she doesn't kick him off or whatever. But like someone who's just like, like I've been through some things. I've been through some like incredible downturns in my career. I've had to own up to how much I was the cause of all of so much of so much of that, and am 
a different person now, not a better one and not a forgivable one either, because that's yeah. not, she never, she never goes that far, but someone that is, um, trying to make a different start to his life and his career. And he, and, and according to her, a real fucking actor now too. Yeah. I did hate during that scene and which I think mm. you're supposed to, Yeah, that he blamed his alcoholism that he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That he was like, I was a drunk. Like, that's what, like, that's what, it, instead of like, I, I did like the scene of, in the sense of like, he wasn't expecting forgiveness and yeah, he, was he was, just, yeah, he was abject about it, yeah. Yeah, but the way that it said, like, I was a drunk, like, I haven't been drinking, like, blah, 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 like, as yeah. soon as, and I think that there was a really big moment when he had said, um, I was like horrible to you and Ruby and yeah. Celia and not Celia and Evelyn understood that he had also hit Ruby. No, no, he knew about it. She knew about that before. Because yes, Ru- because Ruby told because Ruby told her that more yeah. or, more or less. When she, when she says like you could have warned me and and she and she and she I think she I think she thought he was talk uh, she was talking about the sleeping around, uh, and then she realized like. Oh, oh, yeah, no, oh, not yeah, yeah, and, that, and, and which is which is Evelyn being a piece of shit. Let's be very clear there too. Yeah, and she and she, and she does say that she is a piece of shit. She does say that she's oh, yeah, like yeah, a no, horrible no, person. No, for sure. I, I just think I think I think it is worth pointing out those points as they uh, as they come up um, because she does too. She like she 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 doesn't want Monique as a journalist to what because remember this is also all happening with this back and forth between uh, Monique who's running her biography and so like she makes a point of telling Monique like I don't want you to whitewash me this is not this yeah. is not me trying to you know get you to lionize me and make me out to be a perfect person at towards the end of my life this is me trying to get you to tell the story the actual story yeah um, so so Don comes back and but, they but, do yeah. a movie together yeah and then there was I actually really did like this part about this book though that the movie that they do together there is um it's about uh, a drunk who's Don and a prostitute who's being played by Evelyn mm-hmm. and um, they're going to do a sex scene together. Yeah. And um, Max Gerard, the director comes in to Evelyn's, I don't know, studio, abode, dressing room, whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and is like, so there's a sex scene coming up and I know that you're going to show, show your tatas, but I want this to be more than that. I want this to show like, the female pleasure. I want this to show like, like you having an orgasm and that had like not been shown before in this fictional Hollywood. Yeah. Had never been seen or whatever. Which I'm sure also mirrors a lot of like the movie conduct codes and everything of the, of the time as well. And and, like in in quote, real Hollywood. Fuck is a quote unquote. God damn it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's the first one. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, God, what happened if we were to bring in? I mean, I'll drink for this. What? What would we? What? What, what, what would we have connected this to? To Game of Thrones? <laughs> oh, a hundred percent was going to be a little figure being a master politician when we're talking earlier in in, in Evelyn's career, how she's a, ma- a manipulator in Hollywood. I almost did that actually, and I caught myself. I caught myself and brought it back. <laughs> Whoa! <Yeah. laughs> wow. All right. Well, I drank for that anyway. Yeah. Um. That scene where, she, and then she decides that she's like, she says, yes, I want to do it. And she does and it, real, yeah. And then she realizes that she should have talked to Celia about it. That yeah. that was also part of her life and also part of her relationship. And, like, 
Because this is also, was... this is also even though they're not having sex, uh, it is with a scene with her abusive ex-husband and everything as well. Who yep. Celia? Celia at this point in the story has never been able to come to terms with the fact that like that Evelyn is bisexual and she has loved other men. Yes. Or uh, and Don is the first one of those that she ever married for love. At least again at the beginning before yeah. she it was realized revealed how much of a shithead he was. But yeah, yeah. and then the I. This moment in this book stuck out to me so much because I understood it as being someone that, like, was used to being questioned about their, like, day and night in a way that was, like, negative. And when she said, I didn't tell Celia about my decision because she didn't ask me exactly, like, hey, what did Max talk to you about today or like hey like did you decide on what kind of love scene you're going to be having next week and that like you pull in those things to like because you don't want to hurt someone because you've already made the decision that you've done it or like that you have done it and and depending on the relationship you don't want to fight about it too so no you, you, you want to avoid that that whole path and that that sentence to me like stuck so hard with me because there have been like instances in past relationships where I was like, if they're not gonna ask the right questions, yeah. like, am I gonna feel bad for not telling them the whole truth? Yeah, are, are... and then putting that blame on them for not asking the right questions, for then <laughs> saying like. Well, you didn't ask me what I did at 2.45 on Friday. <laughs> and then having to, like, sit there and go, like, why would they? Like, you had yeah. already made your decision. Like, you had already decided what you were going to do. And the whole idea of, like, asking for forgiveness rather than permission is such a fucking... I mean, you don't have to ask... If you're with the right person, you're not asking for permission. You're just having a conversation. Well, yeah. And well, like, if, you, if it's if it's someone that you you trust and or respect and like have have something that you're actually very committed to, then like that, then then this isn't like as much of a this isn't like a calculus that goes on because mm-hmm. you are you because you're just like you want to share things about them, and if you do fuck up, then like you know it's best to actually discuss it yeah. rather than then put it then put it off rather, rather than lie by omission and and, yeah. and, and keep it from, from coming up uh, by only making it worse until it actually is revealed in the end. And I did. And she does go to Celia like. Yeah. Fairly soon afterwards, and so and it asks her about, but she tries to kind of finagle it, and like you know, oh, what do you think about me doing a scene like this? And Celia's like, oh well, oh, no, I just can't. I'm I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but that would I would be so uncomfortable with that. And, she has, and then she has to say, I, I already it. I already did it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that fucking yeah. broke me. Yeah, and then they broke up, and um. She's with Harry that for was... a while after that, and she's trying to keep Harry together because Harry is, because uh, yeah. Harry her is spiraling. And Harry, yeah. Her and Harry together were magic, though. Like they yeah. were good people, so good, like so understanding and good people, and their people, like raising they a were... kid together, like oh, in, yes. in it with each and other, wanting yeah. a kid together, yeah. and like having that understanding of like we're like you're not interested in an erotic relationship with me and like wanting to do it to create life and not to have it be for like pleasure per se, you know, I thought that that was such an interesting dynamic 
to have and about it. And one that kind of drove Celia a little bit away because she she, again, she yeah. couldn't get over that aspect of like, I, I don't know if jealousy is the right word for it, but you know what I mean. It's like but a, Celia a, don't a, want a hang kids. up, I guess. Well, she, yeah, but, but, no, but just the idea that like in order for... In order for Evelyn to have this thing that she wanted, a child, and th- yeah. th- then like she would, that Celia needed to share her, to, you know, to a degree, even if she knew that it wasn't, you know, these things that we're talking about, it was what eventually kind of piled up, the, piled up the driver away, and she, uh, Evelyn brings Harry kind of out of his, well, not does not bring him all the way out of his alcoholic like funk after losing uh, John but does at least get him interested in living again, like, in terms of, like, uh, brings business to him, says, like, you know, has this movie she wants to do with, with Max Gerard again, um, has, like, you know, gets him into, like, you know, the movie that will eventually get her the Oscar that she yeah. you know, feels that she so richly deserves, and that's when Max eventually, uh, I think Max is, like, an interesting character, but he's not that big of a deal in the story, no. so I'm kind of gonna skip a little bit, but, like, basically Max, like, you know, want, like proposes to her, says, like, leave Harry, I know, I know what this relationship, I know what this marriage is. Like, yeah, you know, he, you, like, knew 100 percent that harry and, was and, gay and, and harry says like and harry says you know yeah honestly like divor- getting into, get, you and i getting a divorce is probably best right now because this that will eliminate a whole bunch of questions and uh then you can do this thing that you want which is to you know marry someone that you love um and so she marries max and it's immediately a complete mistake unfortunately because uh max is a possessive oh. like want to have you type of person as opposed to the scene be with you. where the scene where she's on the plane coming back and yeah, he's like, look yeah. at the, look at this, like people, like the people's like new, like magazine or whatever. And like, wouldn't it, the whole scene where she's like, and my heart broke a little bit, like it tore a little bit. Yeah. And then when like they're on the plane and he goes over like, Oh, do you think that people are going to be talking about how they're on the same plane as like Evelyn yeah. Hugo? And she's like, and my heart broke absolutely in half. Because, because he is so obsessed with like the celebrity and like the, the bombshell version of, Eve- yeah. of Evelyn Hugo as opposed and to like a person. I think that shows growth though for her because she wouldn't have cared about that in past yeah. marriages. Like that wouldn't have been like a thing for her to say no to. She would have been like, yeah, like you fucking love me and like everyone loves me, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But yeah. now it, she knew what love was and she had been cared yeah. for by so many different people that really fucking cared for her. And now she was dealing with someone who was in the puppy dog stages who like had no fucking idea what loving could be. And, and, and loving like like loving her as like an icon as well as an actual person, um, yeah. which is what Max couldn't seem to uh, separate in, yeah. in that regard. Um, and then, uh, man, then Harry dies, uh, and, uh. and this is like kind of like the crux of a big part of uh, the other part of the story, but also like a, a huge you know moment in uh, Evelyn's life, of course, because originally what what they're trying to do so. Um, all right, so Celia and um, Evelyn finally reconnect after a whole bunch of years, yes. um, and they, they're kind of like sending each other like little messages, and like and like their Oscar nominations for the yeah. Oscar winning speeches. Oh, which I is love ador- which, which that. Which is adorable. Yeah, I actually um, really loved those yeah. little nuances throughout yeah. this. Was really kind of it was so sweet, and there were so many little details that were taken care of throughout this yeah. entire book that made you realize what loving someone could look like, but also showed you, like, the dirty parts of it, too. Yeah, and, and what you have to work for once you fuck yeah. up as well. And so they they eventually reconnect. And what happened, how, how, how um, 
uh, Evelyn leaves Max, her sixth, her sixth husband, if we're counting at home, um, is is that he finds out that he finds these like letters that he, she and Celia have been sending each other, and he's just like, "You're a lesbian," and like, you know, okay. yeah. Which is which? Which is I thought would be weird. It was weird from this like you know like passionate French director, but you know whatever. Here we are. Um, minor minor plot, but just because not, they're French doesn't deal. mean they're understanding. No, no, but I, I, not no, not like, just because of how Max has been portrayed so so far. Not not simply uh, French and director, but well, uh, I think that he was using it. I think that he was using it for his benefit. I think it was like showing again that like, oh, that's fair. He was going. He was like, I could go to the tabloids with this, and she was like, You're a good man. Like you won't. Like yeah. he wouldn't do that. Well, apparently, and then he, it, apparently he tried to, but he but well, but, but they undercut so him so smartly. I think it's because like all he was in it for was the vision of being with Evelyn Hugo. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, about love. Exactly. So like the idea of being a good person just like left the building. Yeah. So so that's how that marriage ended, and that's how she and Celia eventually got back together. But with the oh. incredibly sad caveat that Celia knows that she's uh, going to die, and like a, a, like a decade like is what they years. gave her, I think it was. But like it, but it was um, was it chron- like uh, pulmonary disease or something like that? Yeah. From, uh, uh, so like so, so she she knows that she does not have a long life ahead of her, but she does have you know years and not like simply months to live. And so um, they make they try to make a plan once again to do this kind of like bearding relationship with each other where mm-hmm. um Harry and uh And this is th- this is Celia's idea this time. Yes, because the bearding it, relationship. Yeah. And so and the idea is basically that like uh the th- the three of them, uh Harry and Evelyn and Celia will will get together and then Harry brings to the party the fact that he has fallen in love with someone, you know, miraculously because he, you know, he, he seemed to have given up on all of that. Yeah. And he, you know, wants to bring that person into the to, to the to the to this family, I guess. Um, but um, Harry dies in a drunk driving accident, um, and he dies with someone else in the car. Did you expect that? I did not. Um, I, I'm not surprised Same. that there. Was, I'm not surprised that there was there, there was a tragedy along the way because it may, because I don't. It's hard to have like all of these people in these lives without something like that. It seems, but like. Yeah, I thought the I, tragedy had already struck with John. With, with, oh yeah, or Anne and Celia. And Celia, I, I guess that's to be fair. Yeah, um, I didn't think there was going to be a death. In, but, in, I, in in the in the core of that, I thought there was yeah. going to be like not necessarily a happy ending, but I thought it was going to be kind of like a whatever. They get since we since one of us has already mentioned Game of Thrones. You thought that like <laughs> Tyrion and John and, and like Danny would get to the ending, even if there was some fucked up shit that happened along the way. But uh, they would, but, the, yeah. but they would, but they would at least make it to, to, to the climax or to the. Um, I guess uh, that would be poor writing. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so they, uh, so they, so so not only does does Harry die, but he dies in a way with 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 a, a young man in his car who dies in the accident as well. Uh, Harry is not immediately dead; he's he's like, hanging on at the scene, yeah. and so Evelyn like doctors the scene basically so that this other guy is thrown into the passenger seat and Harry's taken to the hospital for like no thrown into the driver's seat oh sorry I I said yeah I meant to I meant to say driver's seat my bad um and and so the blame is on like this person got in a drunk driving accident and Harry is removed from the scene and brought to the hospital for like an aneurysm or something like that I think is what they say and uh but eventually you know dies on scene um and that seemingly ruins everything except that the new plan uh becomes that uh Evelyn will marry Celia's brother Robert mm-hmm. um and then they will live together 
Well, and, and and her brother, her brother Robert is like a like a handsome like finance guy who's like who, yeah. who loves his, who like the rest of the family is you know doesn't have a great relationship with Celia, but you know, Robert and her are still thick as thieves, and so and he loves totally women, fun. and he just wants to like mess around and like not yeah. want to be. He doesn't want to be like tagged down in the way that like that would mean. So like he found himself in a relationship that then puts him in a place where he can like romp around and, yeah. and by by his, ag- by agreement with full with full blessing yeah, by the people that are involved do his yeah. own little romp him and... but then but then he becomes like <laughs> he becomes like a like a, a like a father figure to um to, I to love Evelyn, Evelyn's that. daughter as well which was so nice and then cuz cuz eventually Evelyn cause Evelyn's daughter Connor goes through some shit after the death of obviously. Harry obviously yeah exactly and then um Evelyn tells her like the truth about her life, and that Celia is actually like you know her love, her, like the love yeah. of her life, and everything like that, and that, um, and then she kind of starts to latch onto Robert a little bit, so it's like a surrogate father figure. It's all I very, got very nervous nice, actually. Oh yeah, I got nervous because in one of the chapters, um, Evelyn had Evelyn told Monica like, "No, you're gonna ha- like you're gonna hate me. Like, yeah, don't worry, yeah, like you're yeah, gonna yeah, hate yeah, yeah. me." Yeah, and I then it this. jumped into the. Uh, chapter where um, Connor and Robert were getting close, and I was like, "Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about that." Yeah, I was like, "Don't fucking do it, do." And then it didn't happen. It's a yeah, very fatherly yeah. figure yes, yes, and yes. everything like that. But I got Oof. very yeah. fucking the first like very couple of pages fr- of that chapter. Did I not got even very think about fucking it, but that's nervous. A very good call. Yeah. That didn't happen. And that he turned into an awesome father figure. And like what an awesome father figure. And I love like there's a there's a um a paragraph throughout these chapters where Evelyn was like, I don't know if he like wanted this or fell into it or yeah. just like ended up yeah. realizing that he wanted this, but he did such a good job with it that yeah. like he couldn't see himself in a different situation. That like this he like this was his like unknown calling kind of a thing and that and and that, that character like he and he dies before the uh, the rest of them because he's a little bit older yes. but it carries him to like when he's like 80 years old or whatever and like a, a, you know a, a great relationship all, all around and a very nice way to end like the the actual like husband aspects of of, of the story and but, then her daughter dies and then oh and celia like and, like, and like, celia yeah so, so 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 celia eventually succumbs to you know, her, her her illness and but but not before they actually like make like pledge vows to each other and, yeah. and, and whatnot in a very you know touching and nice in a nice way and then connor dies of breast cancer and that kind of leaves us to a point where evelyn is telling the story yeah. and this is where we get back to the framing device of this whole thing which is um monica as the reporter who is hearing all the, all, all the story and for a while in this like b plot that we're working with here which is like i, I mean I, I know it's how we start the story but it's pretty much as the b plot and yeah. the a plot is like evelyn hugo's life uh they, monica's going through a divorce monica's yeah with her with her, with her husband david I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. Um, And so she's going through... Also irrelevant. Yeah, she's going through some shit, and and she's, like, she's kind of had her career stagnated a little bit, but, like, through talking to Evelyn and, like, kind of feeling a a sense of self-worth and and different outlook on things, she, like, ends the marriage finally, um, like, officially after David... Well, whatever that dude's name is. After he showed up at the apartment. Like, what the fuck was that? Well, she was ignoring, like, all of his calls and everything, apparently, for, like... But he didn't live there anymore. That was her... 
Yeah, I know. I know. I, that, that, that was too much. I'm just saying, it may, I, I'm not saying it was the right choice. I'm just saying it makes, it makes sense for the story, uh, as far yeah. as, like, the, the reason why he'd be there. Um, but she, like, she, she fixes, like, her job situation to a degree in terms of, like, extracting concessions for the place that she's working for, and she, um, puts the final ending to this marriage that she realizes like should not be yeah. what she's what she's staying in. And this whole time, um, Evelyn has been saying, like, I'm the bad person, blah, blah, blah. And she also, like, has hinted that, like, Mo- Monique particularly will think she's yes. a super bad person for something. Um, and so what happens in the end <laughs> is that, the, per- is that the, the young man that Harry was in the car with turns out to be... Uh, Monique's father. Did you expect that? I did. You did. I did. I can. I, I tried oh, not to think about it so, very so, so, hard. So not the exact, not the exact per. So not not like when I saw that, not when I saw that accident happen and the name was left unmentioned. I didn't think immediately like that's what it is. Although like you know that that was pretty much clear. But I have a note in here. Also, I assume Evelyn's big secret has something to do with Monique's father, um, you know, you know okay. etc. Et so I did, I did, I did have that being a thing that would be, tie it all together. I didn't realize he was going to be that person. I yeah. just knew he was going to fit into that story somehow. I <clears throat> was trying really hard not to think about it, so I like didn't allow myself to like yeah. get there at all. Totally and okay. I was talking to. Um, my friend Natalie, who has read this book as well. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her where I was. And I was like, I think I know why, like, m- she's telling Monique that she's such a bad person. And she's like, oh, you do? And I was yeah. like, I was like, yeah. And she was like, okay, well, like, don't say anything to me because, like, I have not a good poker face. Like, don't, don't yeah, say anything yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right. I was like, I just, like, I'm getting to the scene where, like, she's, like, about to hook up with Max. So, like, I think it's going to be something like that. And she's like, yeah, like, okay. That, that could be. Yeah, that that could be, and like grip it and rip it, baby. Loganitas, a little something, just just so everyone knows. Loganitas. Um, <laughs> one thing that I did really love about this book, um, was this was the conversation that she had with Monique, Evelyn had with Monique about mm-hmm. uh, marriage and ending a marriage, and that. It was with Dawn, and she said, no, I, I wasn't heartbroken. Like, it wasn't that, like, I wasn't, I, I was then falling out of love in Dawn. It was falling out of love with Dawn. It was the fact that it was, I failed. Like, I failed a marriage. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with me loving the person. It had everything to do with me failing at something. Yeah. That's, and, that's, okay. And that was something to me that I was, like, coming from, like, parents who are divorced and um, love them both, but, like, we're definitely just, like, not supposed to be together, which is, like, definitely very fair. Like, that ha- like mm. that happens. And um, that, like, having that written out into a novel yeah. was very eye-opening to me. And I think it's something that, like, I, I, as everyone knows, I have no issue with commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm fine. Yeah, of course. Fine. Of course. Um, but, like, the failing at something like that and that then that being a reason to end something just because it failed and not because yeah. there was love attached to it 
was something that I hadn't like thought of before. It's like the inverse of the Moroccan chapter in Less, by the way. Yes, like the uh, <laughs> like the uh, yes. like the, the um, it really is. Yeah. Uh, which which I thought was which I thought was a really interesting point. Uh, like in in the story, um, it just the the part the only part of this book that that, that sours me like now that now that we're that we're there to it is that um the framing device uh like, like it works yeah. and it doesn't work and honestly like it, so like let's say the first like 60 pages or whatever are, are a little bit clunky but like i could deal with that i really wish and I, I was trying to put my finger on it while i was reading this like what was bothering me exactly and what it was was the constant like heavy-handed foreshadowing about what about what was gonna happen mm. like, heard not just like evelyn being like It'd be one thing if, if like, you know, there was, a, there was a chapter where, like, Monique had said something about how, oh, you handled that really well, you like, that was a lovely way to do that, blah, blah, blah. And she could have been like, no, I am not a lovely person. I'm not a good person, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. that would have been enough. But instead she has to say, and you, Monique, you're going to figure out, that out in a while. And it's like, I oh, that, yeah. like, why, why did you have to tie it back to that? Because then when this finally happens and you, and you get, like, the payoff for why this all existed, is that, like, it feels like... Oh, okay. There it is, finally. As opposed to if you had just like kind of like kept your powder dry for a little bit and like and not like made it so obvious that something was going to happen along the way. If that was an actual surprise, that would have honestly, I think that would have made this novel like by itself like a star better. And yes. I know that I know that sounds a little unfair, but like it, like, it really is. It was just so obvious and clunky and. It would. It didn't need to be that way. Like a smart editor would have just taken that part of it out. Like five lines, like a paragraph's worth of edits, and you're done with that. I agree. I also think that um, Monique's reaction seemed very elementary. Yeah. Um, I mean, like obviously, it's a fucking stunning like thing to happen to you. We were like, what? But she's been so open and everything like that, and I think that like. She the there was one line in there. She was like, "And my father loved a man." Where I was like, "That's really like that's yeah, what yeah. you're gonna say that's like your that's, ta- that's your takeaway." From that's all this? like yeah. that's your takeaway. Like it wasn't the fact like there was that just, he was framed for his own murder. Like are you yeah. serious? And like I I also just think that either her reaction wasn't strong enough like it mm-hmm. wasn't like fuck this i'm not right like i'm not gonna write yeah. this then like yeah. why would i do this like yeah. no like i like either like have a i'm not gonna do this because like you're a fucking horrible human being or you have to then be like like you held on to this first i don't know i just feel like that didn't like encompass the right kind of feeling that I was expecting it to. And I almost wish that it would have just stopped with his letter. Like, mm, I, okay. I, I so wouldn't... To, to leave, like, the fallout kind of undetermined or whatever. Yes, I with, wouldn't... Yeah. I would have even minded if, like, it ended... I don't think I would have minded if this book particularly ended on, like, an open note because yeah. there wasn't going to hey, be a... Res- a note, an actual note. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, I don't think there's going to be a resolution that anyone was going to be happy with because... Obviously, she, like ev- not obviously, Evelyn commits suicide. Yeah, that's and that's the and that's the problem because because you can't end on the note unless you want to bring in this whole uh, right right to life and right to death thing, which is why she secretly, secretly, like double blind, secretly picked Monique for this, which is because Monique had written this article that talked about um, people committing like assisted suicide and and 
Um, so I how, called that she was going to commit suicide. Yeah, that that part I thought was I, I thought that part was kind of there to be honest. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, you can't have both of those endings in my mind without kind of shortchanging one of them. And I think that you're I, I don't fully agree that you had to have an extreme reaction one way or the other, but I do agree that Monique's reaction to like Evelyn's role in her father's death is like 10, 15 pages tops um, after after all the after all the story was being told and like it, it kind of it does fall flat because there's just not enough there to to process and there's not enough there to actually like work through the character's thoughts of what of, of what's going on like how she's feeling and what she what, what she what's like uh, stands on at the end and yeah you don't need to have that exactly but like it's I think you could have done a better job with those endings but because the author wanted to do two different like twist yeah. endings uh, combined into one ending that it made that impossible can I ask you um, who would you have play? Harry Cameron. This is honestly... So, once we started talking about this, uh, I was kind of going through some of the other people that I was thinking, like, might work for these various roles. And, like, for example, if we were doing old Hollywood, so I was thinking Evelyn was, like, you know, Elizabeth Taylor and Marilyn Monroe yeah. kind of combined, and a new version of that might be someone like Angelina Jolie. Um, in terms no, of but she has like... to be Hispanic. Well, well all right, we're going to so limit I, our... We'll go. I said Sofia Vergara... If she could lose her accent, but I also said Selena Gomez for when she was young, mm-hmm. and then Barbara Carrera, who is a Bond girl, oh, she was in what, what Never was Say in? Never. She was oh, Fatima, Fatima. Know. Never say never. What the, hell, what the hell one is that? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, I okay. Well, I I also anyway. don't have a, I don't have a great one for her, so I'm, so so I'm not like super upset about about those picks whatsoever. Um. The one I had for Celia, I didn't have any old Hollywood. The best I could do with old Hollywood was like Judy Garland, maybe. And I don't really know enough about her to know if that's yeah. right. I didn't not. do any old Hollywood. I don't have any old yeah. Hollywood. I thought, Amy mind, Adams I, for, I thought Amy Adams for oh. Celia. What, I said what, what, Jessica Chastain. That's, that's or yeah. Isla Fisher if she was a good actor. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, fair. <laughs> um, and honestly, Harry is the one I had the biggest trouble, uh, trouble with. Not me. Do you, do you think you've got it dead on? Stanley Tucci. All right, you can just end the episode now. That's, 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 that's pretty sad. That's pretty solid, actually.